Hey guys, Danielle Harris here, Jamie Lloyd from Halloween, and you're listening to Horror Homeschool. Hello, welcome back to Horror Homeschool. I'm Chris. And I'm Ashley. How you doing, Ashley? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great also. I'm excited to tackle this film. Um, I've got a feeling we'll have a lot to discuss with this one um, as it hits pretty close to home. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yep, so yep, Next up in our Good For Her season, we're going to be talking about Perhaps the ultimate good for her movie, Carrie. Uh, we're going to be covering the original on this episode and the 2013 remake next time. We're going to be skipping the 2002 remake, as I've heard that it's not very good. Or the um, 1999 uh, sequel. Oh, yeah, we're not going to do the Rage either. Um, I've heard very mixed things about both of them. Most that it's not, they're both not good. However, Abby says the opposite. She loves them both. Uh, I have not so. seen the 2002 remake. I did actually didn't even realize that there was one. So maybe I'll have to check that out just to see. Yeah, I looked at it and it seems really long and the reviews weren't good. So I was like, nah. <laughs> Shout out to Pete at Argos. He's a regular listener of the show. Like We have a chat about horror stuff every time I go to his store. And he told me about this because I thought I said, oh, we're going to be doing Carrie. And he goes, oh, you're going to do the 2002 remake. I was like, I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> I mean, we may get to those films at some point when we're like scraping the barrel. We've run out of horror films to talk about. <laughs> yeah, right. That'll never happen. There's so many horror <laughs> films. But for now, we're just going to be covering the original this time. And next time we will be talking about the... Um, 2013 remake with Chloe Grace Moretz. Um, but yeah, as usual, uh, I want to just say we will be talking about this movie in full spoiler detail. Uh, I've not given a spoiler warning since we started the pod, but a few people have pointed out, and um, you know that we, we don't we, we do spoil it, so <laughs> we will be spoiling it. We will be apart every aspect of it and dissecting it. So if you haven't seen this film is older than us combined probably (laughs) Uh, then pause this podcast go and check it out and then return to listen and you know it's much more enjoyable to listen to people talk about a film that you've already seen and i just thought i'd include that as a disclaimer because as i'm aware um this may be someone's first episode of horror homeschool you know uh, yeah we don't i don't think about it that way 
it's I'm weird like, isn't it yeah we, we, but yeah just, no that's, yeah. that's probably a good thing that we need to start doing yeah we could probably you could probably just do like a general disclaimer at the beginning of every yeah so like pre-record episode. it yeah but like stanley said every comic book is someone's first so every episode of horror homeschool could be someone's first you never know this might be someone's favorite movie ever and they might be just tuning in um so with that said i also wanted to do a disclaimer this is an opinion-based podcast it's just two friends who have absolutely no movie knowledge or film qualifications just here to talk about the movies they've watched we are not nor do we claim to be critics neither of us are qualified to talk about film in <laughs> professional capacity especially me <laughs> well the the concept of the pod is Ashley's a bit of a new when it comes to horror movies so I'm sort of introducing but not in this case we've both already seen this film but that is the concept of the pod in the first place but like I say neither of us we've not studied film or anything like that we're just two horror fans two friends just kicking back talking about movies because it's fun you know so please don't get offended if our views don't line up with yours just turn off and find another podcast i say that in the kindest way because we love and appreciate everyone who enjoys what we're doing but i can't be doing with getting any more hate mail so (laughs) with that said let's talk about that kind of shit like just have no time like or have too much time i couldn't even imagine doing that you know what i mean like if if i don't like something or if i don't agree with it i just turn it off (laughs) or walk away like it's because you're a normal, normal person. <laughs> no, mostly I think it's because I'm super passive aggressive and also really lazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not an internet troll. <laughs> sometimes I want to be though. Some, oh man, sometimes like I see stuff and I'm like, ooh, ooh, I want to These... be petty, but I'm like, nah, it's not worth it. It's just that's too much energy. Like these horror movie groups that I'm into, like you know promote the pods there's so so many trolls you you could go mad in there it's brilliant um anyway (laughs) rambling (laughs) let's talk about carrie so this is written by the master stephen king screenplay is by lawrence d cohen and it's directed by brian de palma um now i've got a couple of his other movies on my watch list actually body double and dress to kill been meaning mm-hmm. to check them two out. Um, he also did Scarface. Um, he also did Nicolas Cage movie Snake Eyes. I haven't seen that Snake either. Eyes. I haven't seen it either. But um, I know that uh, Ryan Horn's a big fan of Brian De Palma as well. Um, yeah, he's good films. So this movie was released in the USA on the 16th of November 1976 and in the UK on the 13th of January 1977. Mm-hmm. So, this is the synopsis. Carrie White, a shy, friendless teenage girl who is sheltered by a domineering religious mother, unleashes her telekinetic powers after being humiliated by her classmates at her senior prom. Pretty concise synopsis, although it kind of tells the entire film. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, how else would you, you know, describe it? So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's all there. So, do you have some trivia for us? I have actually? a lot of trivia. <laughs> yeah. There's so much trivia. I had to just stop. I was like, holy, it's like, <laughs> yeah, anyways. All righty. This is some, and okay, so I went out last night with some friends and I realized that I started like 
trivia dumping on them about this movie because I started telling them about this part and I was like super excited about it. Anyways, um, Sissy Spacek isolated herself in her like dressing room and covered it with like religious icon iconography. I can't pronounce that word. Iconography. Thank you. Yes. Didn't and, you, you couldn't pronounce a word in, in the fresh episode? I forgot what it was now. Oh, no, damn it. Weird. So, Sorry, sometimes go my my brain just like <laughs> sees it, but it, my mouth is like, nope, I can't say that. Anyways, and then uh, <laughs> and she studied this illust like this really illustrated detailed Bible, and what she did is she studied the body language of all the people who got stoned in in the Bible, and Ooh. so um. Like every every scene, either in the beginning or the ending of of most of her scenes, she's in one of those positions of of being stoned for her sins. Oh, interesting, man. I mean, we'll go into it more in a bit, but like the religious overtones in this film is just so well done. Like, oh, it's just brilliant. <laughs> There's so much. I know. Um, so PJ Souls in the scene where she gets the um. The fire hose sprayed at her. Yeah. She actually had one of her eardrums burst. So <gasps> no. in the scene, she's moving back and forth, but that's because her equilibrium is super off and she's oh in like God. excruciating pain. And she couldn't hear in that ear for six months. Oh, shit. I know. Oh, my God. It's quite comical, that bit, isn't it, as well? Because like her that damn hat that she wears throughout the I whole know. thing finally gets like like sprayed off her head <laughs> yeah um the end scene where her hands come out you know and she's like ah! yeah. she grabs sue um so sissy spacek really wanted like every little detail to be her as carrie so she didn't even want to use a body double like to use oh wow their hands. so that was actually her arm so those are actually her hands and she was actually buried in no <laughs> Yeah, and so the director did not want to bury her himself. He was like, no, we can get a body double. Like, I feel really bad doing this, blah, blah, blah. So he made yeah. her husband. Um, what was her husband's name? Oh, I have it written down somewhere. But she, he made her husband bury her. <laughs> That's insane. I, I mean, talk about being committed to the role. That's she, amazing. Yeah, there's some crazy stuff in here about her. Um all, this is crazy because, like, okay, so Stephen King only got $2,500 for the movie rights for this book. Oh, my God. But <laughs> he was, like, he wasn't upset about it because of how, like, how well done it was. It was. Yeah, and, and yeah. he, like, so he was he was fine with it. Um, But also in, like, the ending and the book and the ending and the movie are are different. Right. I've not read and, the book. I haven't read the book either, but the ending in the book is she stalks um, John Travolta's character and the girl character, and she does make their car crash, but then she ends up, like, collapsing in her in a field, and then, like, I guess Sue finds her, and they have, like, a interaction, and then Carrie just dies in the field. <laughs> so, no, that's um, not as good. Not as good. No, but even Stephen King likes the the ending of the movie better than the ending of his book. <laughs> oh, sick. That's cool that he admitted to that. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Like... Well, I'm just looking up, because you said that um, Sissy Spacek was married, right? 
And I was like, oh, she looked like too young to be married. Like, I, nope, she looked she was super... 20. She was 26. She... Yeah, back. I was like, oh, she, she looks super young in this film. I can't believe she was that old. Like, she looked yeah. so young. Um, the uh, Piper Laurie, who, pay, who played her mom, thought that the movie was a black comedy because of how dramatic <laughs> her character is. <laughs> right. And, like, the director literally had to, like, pull her aside and be like, no, this is, you know, not a dark comedy. This is literally a horror film. But yeah. it said that in between takes, like, she would start laughing and, like, just... <laughs> Just like being like, oh my god, this is ridiculous. That's so weird because like her performance is amazing in this. Oh, like, I know. That's just that's so funny that she just was acting for a completely different tone. Mm-hmm. Um, the high school. At... Whoa, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go on. I was just gonna say the high school's named uh, is named Bates High School. It's a reference to Psycho, you know, Norman Bates, along mm-hmm. with the uh, violin, you know. <laughs> That's played oh, yeah. over and over again. That's yeah. a psycho. That's a psycho. Theme. I noticed that. Yeah, that's really cool and effective. That little, yeah, that little noise when she does a, a Matilda moment. Let's see. Sissy SpaceX slept in her bull in like the bloody clothes that she wore at the end for three days for filming. Continue, continue, can continue. I can't say that word either. Continuously. For like con- <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> just so like the filming would be like seamless oh right continuity thank you continuity yes and it shows Guys, i'm not it i'm really, really not stupid i just sometimes my brain just doesn't click so don't don't think i'm like really that dumb i promise I'm it's, not that dumb. it's fine i can't pronounce names you know what i'm like with like saying people's names <laughs> it's hard words are hard <laughs> Um. Yeah, so going to the age thing, uh, Betty Buckley, who played Miss Collins, was actually, she was 28, and Sissy Spacek <laughs> was, like, 25, 26. That's insane. And then the other girls, like, Sue and PJ Souls, were, like, 24. Right. <laughs> That's amazing, that. Because they all, the casting, I thought, was great. Like, they all, like, looked the age they were meant to be and, like, acted, you know, the age mm-hmm. they should have been. Like, so that's, mm-hmm. it makes it even more impressive. Yeah. Um, and then for uh, Sissy's screen test, for some reason, she decided to rub Vaseline on her hair and, like, not wash her face. And then wore this, like, really small dress that she had made in the seventh grade. And somehow she got it. <laughs> Why did or, she choose to do that? I don't know. It didn't give me any explanation. <laughs> it just said that I was like, okay. Oh, here, here's her husband's name. Um, He's an art director named Jack Fisk. Because she wasn't considered at all to audition until her husband was like, hey, to the director. And Sue, Amy Irving, who played Sue, was considered actually to be Carrie at first. Oh, interesting. I don't think think that would have not worked. No, I can't imagine anyone playing Carrie other than her. Like, she just embodies that character completely. Yeah, I know. She does. Yeah, there's no one else that could have done as good of a job that she did. Yeah. Um, it grossed over $33 million from a $1.8 million um, investment. Wow. The prom scene took two weeks to shoot and over 35 takes. Wow. Um, it's such a fucking great sequence, that. 
Oh, I know. It's so fucking amazing. Um, the statue at the end, wh- who, like, I thought was Jesus. And you, I'm yeah. not sure if you thought it was Jesus. Yeah, it's yeah. not Jesus. It's actually oh. a martyr named St. Sebastian that ended up, like, huh. getting killed that way or something. I had oh. to look it up. I was like, I have no idea who it is, but... Aren't we terrible Christians? <laughs> oh, well, I think that's more on the Catholicism side. I am. Uh, I'm like Catholic. martyrs and well, saints. No, I'm not Catholic. I'm, I went to Catholic high school. I'm actually Methodist, but... Oh, you're, uh, are you really? I, I guess we've never talked about that. No, so you didn't know I was Methodist? Not at all. I'm non-denominational. Yeah. Right. <laughs> which is... A fancy word, really, for, like, Pentecostal evangelical Christians who can mm. still wear pants and makeup, I guess. I don't know. Because, <laughs> like, the Pentecostals, like, yeah, they will make you, like, you can't wear makeup and you have to wear, like, long skirts and stuff like that. It's weird. I mean, it's all bullshit, really, isn't it? <laughs> so, just a little side tangent real quick before we get really into it. I just want to say that I've been listening to a lot of cult podcasts lately mm. and my eyes have been open to a lot of different things well so this, it, this might be an interesting it, episode yeah i think it will because i've i've sort of suggested to you a couple of things in like private chats about yeah <laughs> what i've been going for at the moment i've been listening to a lot of pagan metal <laughs> i've been pagan i've been wa- metal. i've been watching pagan. the i've been watching the wicker man a lot <laughs> So, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm almost done with with um <laughs> with the trivia. Okay, uh, so actually, Sissy Spacek was actually considered too pretty for the role. I mean, she's gorgeous. Um, because in the book, she's supposed to be like chunky and plain and have like acne and stuff like that. Mm. Um, so they made her look a little bit more plain, which even when she was quote-unquote plain she was right. still really pretty she, she's got such an unusual face though like i know it i think it just fits it perfectly because we all knew Good that eyes. girl in high school well i guess you didn't she didn't go to high school but you, you, was that girl at church <laughs> we all knew so that creepy. girl that was like the creepy one and that like was a bit weird looking but at the same time not like ugly do you know yeah. what i mean yeah. So and and those expressions that she pulls in this, especially when she like has the like the moment of prom when she mm-hmm. just has that that terrifying expression on her face. She looks so scary, <laughs> you know. And it's just that's her face, Works. you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just amazing. Um. So Carrie's mom was actually based off of a true person that Stephen King had worked with at like. I, it said it was an industrial laundry. I'm not sure what that means. I guess it's like, is it a company that, or is it a place where they do like massive amounts of laundry? Like, I know that, um, you know, you can get those indu- industrial size uh, washing machines to do stuff for like companies and stuff like that. So. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Um, Let's see. Oh, <laughs> this is a funny, I didn't know this, but Steven Spielberg was often, um, on the set because he was friends with the director um brian and brian would always tell him that there was a bunch of cute girls so he like would visit all the time (laughs) he basically asked out every single female actress the only one that accepted was amy irving who played sue 
And then they got married. And they were married from 85 to 89 and had a son. No way. Let me try, I'm trying try to think of who Sue is. Uh, she's uh, she's oh, Sue and Tommy. Yeah. The one at the end. Yeah. Oh, hang on a minute. The, you know the one at the end that gets her hand grabbed? Yeah, that's Sue. Yeah. Oh, my God. So Steven Spielberg married mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. I wonder, like, how many he asked before he asked her. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> and um, so all the females in the beginning, like, you know, in the locker room scene, <laughs> mm-hmm. were all nervous about getting naked. But mm. the director was like, here, watch. Uh, Sissy SpaceX naked scene And it'll make you feel more comfortable And so they just went along with it Also in the TV version When they finally aired that on TV A lot of that was all cut out Yeah, All the nu- mm-hmm. nudity They um, they reshot it for mm. Oh did they reshoot it? Wow mm-hmm. I just thought it was re- edited differently That's insane Yeah, Because um, that's, that's one of like the I, well, I wasn't going to say the coolest parts of the film, because that makes me sound like a big creep, but it's one of the, like, it just opens with nudity, which is quite shocking and unusual, isn't it? Especially for yeah. a film of that age. So, like, yeah. to sort of set the bar like that with, like, tons of, like, nudity at the, at the beginning, that's, like, one of the, you know, it's a bold move, and it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, no, I know. That it is cool. Um so this is the only version of the movie that Steven Spielberg likes. Right. Which is understandable. Oh, uh, you mean like the, the remakes and all that? I just thought yeah. you were cut. Yeah, or this is the only remake. Oh, yeah. All right, okay. <laughs> Sorry. And then last but not least, it was Tra- John Travolta's first movie, like first major movie. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because he was on uh, this show called Welcome Back, Cotter. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen it or not. But... No, I've not heard of it either. Yeah, it's a it's a show from the seventies. Um, I don't I, remember what it's I, about. I really liked him in this. I thought he was great in it. Oh, I thought he, he did, I thought he did a really great job in it. Um, so should we get into it then? Yeah, let's get into it. Let's talk about our relationship with the movie and then our initial mm. thoughts. So. Mm. For me, like, I feel like this movie's, like, always been in my life. Like, I actually can't remember the first time I saw it. It must have been feel, a long, I am the same long, long way, time ago. actually. Like, I don't remember. It, it must have been one of the first horrors I ever saw. I just don't... It, it's always been there. And personally, just, I absolutely adore it. I think it's absolutely amazing. I've watched it so many times, and I never get tired of watching it. I relate to it on so many levels, mm-hmm. like the parenting, the bullying, the sheer hopelessness and despair and sadness of the character of Carrie, you know, like I've been there, <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. just the, the conflict and the confusion of everything that she's going through, like, you know, what what her mum's telling her, like how her peers are treating her. The turmoil inside of her, like it's all just too real, man. Like, I know. <laughs> you know just the, the subject matter, like, you know, with the physical and emotional abuse and just the anxiety and the dread, like, it just strikes a chord with me. And I think that's, it just elevates it for me and just takes it sort of a personal level. Um, yeah, I just, I love it so much for many reasons. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I'm kind of on the same page with you. 
I don't think it's always been in my life, but I'm just trying to remember, like, I can't remember, like, when I specifically saw it. But I feel like every time I watch it, I, like, notice something different or something new or, like, I don't know. Like, I relate to it on a different level. And it's just, like, Mm. I don't know. I just feel like for kind of, it's not really a simple story, but it's kind of a basic story. It's really good. Like, really fantastic. So It's such a well-made film as well. It's just Mm -hmm. literally a perfect film. Yeah. Um, so I've got some notes here on the intro. Um, like you know when she like fucks up and she's doing sports in school, mm-hmm. and then like all the kids are like mean to her, and like one of them hits her with a hat, and then one of the girls just tells her to go and eat shit or something. Yeah. And just that little like she does like a little like embarrassed smile to try and like cover up the hurt, and. Just in that little interaction, that moment, like I can relate to it so much. Like, yeah, I used to get bullied to fuck in high school, and I did that so many times where like I was getting bullied, and I'd like try and like laugh it off, like it was like Mm -hmm. I was in on it or something. Like, oh, it's funny, but do you know what I mean? So just in that Mm -hmm. little moment, they just nailed it, and I was like, oh man, fucking cuts deep. But like I said, I'm, I'm the same way. I mean, I feel the same exact way. I got bullied and like people would since I didn't since A I was homeschooled and I didn't really understand a lot of social cues and stuff like that like mm-hmm. people would do or say something and it would be like a joke or an insult towards me but I didn't understand it and so then I would mm-hmm. like laugh along you know and it's just like super awkward and terrible yeah. <laughs> and also like when you're getting bullied and you're in that situation like what is the best way to deal with it like do you just laugh it off or do you like act hurt because then it feeds into it you know like yeah if you're well either way it's it's like it feeds into it yeah it's a horrible horrible thing um but like i said earlier like it's it's shocking from the get-go this movie like straight Mm -hmm. away you get the nudity you get the blood you get an upsetting bullying scene you know it just really sets the bar oh yeah and and you know, you you don't often see like period scenes in movies. Mm-hmm. Not not a lot. Yep. Like I mean, and there are some. Like I've seen some in other movies, but it's not like a. I'm sure even back like back then, especially it wasn't a thing yeah. really. And yeah. I'm sure like the shock on people's faces when they were like figuring out what was going on. I can imagine. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. It's a hell of a scene, that, because you've got the beautiful score just sort of, like, lulling you in. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, all those gorgeous shots, and then the rug just gets pulled out from underneath you, because obviously, mm-hmm. it, it's, a, I mean, straight away, there's a lot of symbolism with that shower scene. It's, like, it's shot quite, like, erotically, and, like, it, it feels, like, sexual, and then, obviously, you get, like, the blood, and it's just, like, oh, it, there's, you know, it's, it like gonna, it's so brings you symbolic. right back in. Yeah. It's so symbolic. Everything it, about it, it's just it's like... It's a little creepy. I mean, just a little bit, just because it's like, mm-hmm. it, it It just focuses so much on like, I know she was of age and everything, like she was totally legal and all that stuff, but like in the, you know, movie. Yeah, she, yeah she's it, meant it, to be a young girl coming of age, yeah. Yeah, so like, I, I mean, yeah. I get... I get where that what they were doing with the scene, but at the same time, I'm just like kind of creeped out by it, just because it's like it just is like very yeah. focused on 
uh, it's, like her, it's cool. her sensuality. Yeah, it's cool though because I mean, obviously, I I'm not a woman, so I don't know anything about this. But like, it's cool how it is going into that and sort of like showing that like this is what girls go through. Like the whole, it's a whole thing, you know, oh, puberty. It's a whole thing. You yeah, know? <laughs> it's a whole thing. There's whole so thing. many different sides to it. So yeah. like to get that represented in that film and so much symbolism and the depth that it goes into to display that, it's it's so clever. Um, and then I've got a note here as well that says, um, you know, where the the teachers like calling her by the wrong name. And um, mm-hmm. I can I can relate to that so much. Like still to this day, people do that to me, and it's just so frustrating. Like you just feel mm-hmm. like invisible, like mm-hmm. you don't matter. And it's just like. You know, I have that thing as well. I'm sure you do too, where you're talking, you're having a conversation with someone and they're not really listening to what you're saying. Um, that's probably why I do a Dude, podcast. That's like, my, because... like 90% of my life. <laughs> you know, I, I put a microphone in front of my face and I put this out for the world to listen to because I want people to hear me speak because <laughs> I feel I invisible like, most of the yesterday... time. Yesterday... Kevin like asked me a question and then so I started answering it and talking about stuff and I look at him and he's like looking at something else staring off into space and I was like hey I'm talking to you and he's like what I was like you asked me a question and then you just like get distracted and looked away and I was like upset about it (laughs) yeah you know it sucks man like I'll be I'll be talking to someone in work about I don't know like the latest like Marvel TV series or whatever and they'll get their bit out the way of saying what they thought about it. And then I'll start talking about what I liked about it. And you can just see them glaze over and just like go on the phone or like think about what they're going to say next and stuff. And it's just like, it doesn't really matter what I say. No, you're not listening to what I'm saying. Right, right. And maybe that is why we feel like a podcast is good for us. Because it's like... Yeah you know we listen to each other you at know, least, I yeah listen. at least we're listening to each other <laughs> yeah like i'll listen to you every day i don't care you you can talk to me all day long yeah that's good man it's good but it's like, like therapy for us <laughs> yeah but like on on the like so in that scene in the shower scene you know like i remember when that happened to me uh but i was a way younger than she was i was probably like 11 10 or 11 and uh, I remember being scared. I mean, I, I knew kind of what it was, but not really. Mm. And honestly, I have a note here that says, like, I didn't really understand what it was until, like, <laughs> embarrassing enough into, like, my mid-adulthood. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, I didn't, like, I knew, like, the basics of it, you know, like all that but I didn't understand like the actual like real things that go into that so like I under like I could feel her like like panic and her fear and her like confusion Mm -hmm. so like I knew Mm -hmm. like kind of what she was going through and then the fact that these girls are just like like gang up on her and it's just it's awful but but that's it's so realistic because (sighs) it's like that it, they're like it's like a like a tribe or something it's like a gang <laughs> like it's just it's like the, yeah it's the it's it's the what is it called um i just had the word on the tip of my tongue i, I know what you're trying to say I, uh... I, it's gone from my head as well 
What they fucking call? <laughs> People are gonna be listening to this and they're like, they are like, fucking <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Mob mentality. Mob yes, mentality is what I'm trying to come And up it's with. also like, you know, when animals are in packs. Yes. And that kind of thing. It's just like they seek out like the the weak one. Yeah, you know, like the Buffy episode where yes, Xander that's what I was is yeah, yeah. You know, he, gets turned into a hyena. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great episode (laughs) yeah i'm looking at xander right now i'm looking at me with xander it's right in front of me (laughs) (laughs) nice i just i i never understood that because i don't i'm not mean like i am mean sometimes but like on that level like i'm not i don't i don't know i just don't understand like the concept of that and it's just like since it's so foreign to me it just like seems fake in my mind because i'm like why would you it's so real and it happens all the time and you know i hope it doesn't still well i'm sure it does still to this day in high schools and stuff like that but you know i'm always sort of keeping an eye out to see if Aiden's okay in school and stuff like that. You know what kind of crowd he's in, and yeah, you know because it, it it is it completely shapes your life. If you're on the other, if you're on the receiving end of that, it you know it changes your life. It shapes you as a person. Um, so it's 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 that scene. You know, it's it's upsetting to see, and it's really quite. It, it's horrible, isn't it, <laughs> to see? It. Yeah, I mean, I've never had anything like that happen to me, but. I mean, I've, I like I said, I have been bullied and other things, like, traumatizing. But I just don't know. Like, that's just yeah. another level. I, and, yeah, I know it happens because I've, I've, yeah. I've heard people tell me stories like that. And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. I, d- I don't know if I've discussed it on the pod before. I may have done at some point. But uh, there was one bit in school when I got bullied when I got pushed down, like, two flights of stairs. And then oh kick the shit out of at the bottom when I was on the floor. <laughs> How old were you? Uh, oh, I don't know, like maybe 13, 14, something like that. I'm so sorry. That's such um, a, and then that that specific age right there is traumatizing as yeah. it is because you're like yeah. <laughs> so much stuff is happening to you yeah. and you're like, don't know, <laughs> yeah. don't understand. But um. Yeah, so that's that. That's a rough scene to start with, yeah. and it sort of sets the bar. Um, and then I've got a note here as well that says like the the fact that the teacher actually bullies her in front of the class as well. Like, God, I it's know. horrible. And again, I've been there, and it's the fucking worst because there's nothing worse than an entire classroom of your peers laughing at you because a teacher is making fun of you. It's horrible. I told you like, my my stories about that right i can't remember actually tell them again so i have two two stories like that actually um my first story was when i was 11 years old like i've always been into art i love drawing i love painting i love all that always ever since i was a kid so when i was 11 i was like cool i'll take uh art class you know it was just a local art class and my mom let me do it so i was like cool i'll do it and like i was just sketching or drawing or something just like and it was a house and I'm 11 years old and the teacher walks by and she's like, what is that? She's like, that looks like a drunk carpenter made that house. <laughs> I'm a child. 
and there's adults in this class, and they all laugh at me. Oh my god! And That's disgusting. Isn't it disgusting? I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm actually surprised I didn't give up on art. I did for a, a while throughout my life thinking about that stuff, but and then the second time, and I, I wish that you could have come back at her and gone, "Well, yeah, it's abstract." Like that's a look. Yeah, I like, <laughs> but, but I'm eleven child. and awkward, and I don't know. Like I'm not. I don't know, but and then later on, I don't know. Let's see. I was probably maybe thirteen, um, and I went to a local dance class because I wanted to get into you know because we had dance at church, but I really wanted to get like actually into dance dance. And so, um, like, it was tryouts. I love that song by Fall Out Boy. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so, sorry, I'm a horrible t- uh, storyteller. But, um, so, I go to the class. And, like, at one point in my life, I had, like, messed up one of my knees because I fell off a porch. And uh, <laughs> you're, you're basically Laurel Hardy. <laughs> yes, yes. And so, while I'm doing, like, the moves and stuff like that, my knee gives out. And I'm like, oh, my God, this sucks. Like, so I go and tell the teacher, I'm like, hey, I'm not going to be able to finish the class, blah, blah, blah. My knee's out and I'm limping. And she's like, oh, you can't finish my class, blah, blah, blah. And she just starts, like, making fun of me in front of the entire class. And these are all girls. And they're all, like, my age. And I just remember being mortified. Just absolutely mortified and and i didn't go do dance ever again yeah that's the worst you just want the ground to open up don't you like it's horrible yes. like why would you do that to a child i know and these adults they should know better do they think that this is teaching do they think that this is right acceptable? exactly and it's like you you literally cannot treat a child as an adult as as you would treat an adult but you wouldn't no. even treat an adult like that though no. I mean, the, the, some people would, but really, honestly, if there was a, one adult, or if it was an adult in a class, and he's like, hey, my knee went out, they'd be like, oh, okay, that's, I'm so sorry. Like, go sit down, yeah. take care of it, ice it, and you'll be fine. Like, yeah. that's what you would do. But that's not yeah. what she does with me as a kid, and it just sucks. It's horrible. Yeah. Um, so, like, I guess just the... Meaning is like we identify with this bully, you know, or with this bullying in the beginning of the movie. Definitely. And it just and like hits you. Something else as well I've got here is just the sheer amount of like slapping that goes on by teachers. <laughs> like how how many times? Teachers like, slapped everybody. She's like, pow, pow. Teachers pow, 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 pow. are just so hands-on and they could actually do that. Like in the past, it was totally acceptable. They could just slap the kids around and it was fine. It's crazy no how that used to happen. Freaking boomers these days are just like, <laughs> you need but, to discipline your child. You need to fucking slap them in the face. The thing is, I've got a story about that, what that happened to me when I was in high school. So, so one of the teachers actually grabbed me by the throat at one point <gasps> in high school. And, I did, and it, it, I did nothing wrong either. I was literally, I was in the toilet, like just going to the toilet, whatever. I'd, I'd just been for a wee in there. And I was with mates in there, and I think some kids must have been in there before me smoking because it smelled like smoke. And this Spanish teacher that we had called Mr. Colton, he's dead now, so fuck you. He came in 
and grabbed me by the throat and started shouting at me saying that to stop smoking in the toilet and i was like it wasn't me i've literally just come in here for a piss like what is going oh on my god he was like you better stop smoking in here and i was like i've just come in for a wee like what the hell grabbed me by the throat so <laughs> yeah if I'm around a teenage, okay, so like there's a lot of kids and teenagers that live around this um, apartment complex, obviously. And I see them, and I'm 34 years old. There's nothing in my mind, you know. I think it'd be funny if they like, they tripped or whatever, but there's nothing in my mind that makes me want to go and like grab them by the throat or slap them or whatever. And especially if I was in a like position of authority. <laughs> It's just like, so weird, isn't it? I mean, these people must be damaged themselves <laughs> to be able to think that's acceptable. <laughs> so speaking about damaged, um, something else that we can both relate to in this is obviously the Christian parenting. Yes. Um, it's such a difficult subject matter because I know that we both still wrestle with this, like, you know, even to this day. So, you know, growing up with that kind of upbringing can be so damaging. Like, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I'm sure it works for a lot of people. But when it's taken to this kind of extreme, it does more bad than good. You know, that's for sure. Yeah. You know, so in this movie, it was very triggering. <laughs> yeah. And so a little, a little bit of what I've been going through lately is like, I, I've, suff- I've suffered or I've like have really bad body dysmorphia sometimes and and low self-esteem and I always wondered and I'm like you know I wasn't like called ugly as a child you know like you know people always thought I was cute or pretty or whatever and I realized that it's because I was born a female and in in the church for some reason females are deemed like just purely evil you know your body is is distracting it's sinful like you know you're and then when she's talking about how her period is sinful and how boys are going to come and just like all this stuff and you're just you're just taught that yeah over and, you're, and over you're again dirty pillows as well exactly and then <laughs> and then you're you're told like you have to keep pure and you have to save yourself for marriage and you know if a boy touches you or looks at you you're damaged goods and all this stuff and you're just told all the time and it's just constant like just being degraded and it and it's not even have anything to do with like really how you look it's just who you are you mm-hmm. know what i mean and it's like the constant pressure of purity culture really i think really messed mm-hmm. up my my thinking about myself and it's yeah. been it's been t- like just very like a whole bunch of stuff resurfacing lately and then when i was watching this movie i was like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) yeah sorry this one came at the wrong time (laughs) you know like i literally uh, i'm not gonna lie to you like i watched like um probably about 40 minutes of it yesterday at work and i was like i can't do this can't Mm. do it right now so especially that that scene like that that first scene like where it starts to happen like it's so fucking upsetting and like genuinely scary you know, when she, like, gets dragged and locked up in that, like, Christian cupboard you mm-hmm. know, with that scary, that scary, like, statue that I thought was Jesus, mm-hmm. where he's, like, his eyes are lighting up. Glowing, yes! <laughs> so scary. And then the way she just, like, she comes out later on and she, like, 
says thank you mama and then like she's just sat there just like sewing and like singing she doesn't even look at her and she just says you can go to bed now and it's like the most disgusting form of like gaslighting and it's just so horrible to see it's like human nature is always more scary than any ghost or ghoul you know like when you see that it's just like it's so scary it's horrible it it reminded me of stuff that happened to me okay so before i go on like i have no hard feelings against my parents i love them we've talked this stuff through you know like they've apologized profusely and still do even though we're like we've forgiven you it's fine you know it's okay (laughs) um but my dad did do that to me sometimes when i was a kid and um after i stopped getting spanked around like the age of 12 after that it was just lectures and groundings and i'm disappointed in you and you know what you do reflects back on me and blah 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 so like i understood that like i i i felt that in my bones because at the end of the mm-hmm. night you were just like you're so just depleted and you just are like i disappointed them i'm the worst like how can I make this up? And you just kind of go crawling back and you're just like, Oh, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I love you so much. And you know, just stuff oh, like so that. So rough so. that, isn't it? It's so rough. <sighs> yeah. And in this as well, like the mother, so she's dealing with her own issues of Christian guilt, like, mm-hmm. and what she believes that she's committed an act of sin, mm-hmm. like, and she's taking it out on her daughter and like inflicting all of that fucked up stuff onto her. Like, mm-hmm. and she also believes that Carrie is the direct result of that sin and is mm-hmm. cursed for it. So that adds another layer of messed up. So all that just takes it to extreme levels of mm-hmm. what we see here. And it's just, it's just ramped up, isn't it? And yeah, just some of the things she says, like when, you know, when she's in a prom dress and she's like, I can see your dirty pillows, everyone will. <laughs> Like you said before, like, this is what, you know, girls that are brought up in that sort of, that up- upbringing with oh, Christianity. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember um, in youth group, I this this um, sermon just has always stuck with me. Um, but it was a sermon from the youth pastor saying, you know, whenever you wear revealing clothes, it's like taking a tire iron to my shins. Would you would you wow. really take a tire iron to my shin? So you need to cover up and blah blah blah. When you show your shoulders and when you show, and it, that's always stuck in my head. I'm like, first of all, you're teaching this to children. These are sponges at this age. The most impressionable. Right. I mean, I, I given I was beings. like four, fourteen or fifteen at this time, I think, and he's the youth pastor is probably only like four or five years older than. His, but that being said, he's still older. He's still an adult. Mm-hmm. He's still talking about underage children. Uh, not even underage children. Children. Um, yeah, all children making, are underage. <laughs> yeah, like ch- a child making you stum- quote unquote stumble. It's not. It's not my responsibility. Yeah. To cover myself up so you don't sexualize me. (laughs) It wasn't my responsibility as a child to wear t-shirts that were huge just so you wouldn't look at my body. Like, that's not not a child's responsibility. It's so fucked up. 
and yeah. in this scene where um she comes back at her and she just says breasts mama they're called breasts and everyone has them it's like yes it's fucking that's a it's a great comeback and obviously it is and but the, she was very calm about it too yes. like very just like come on i, I <laughs> loved i loved how she stood up for herself in this oh, I know. like yeah, she was she was dealing with it and she was but she was so strong you know like mm-hmm. and and then because she stood up to her like her mum started to melt down then and like start hitting herself and like oh freaking my God, out i know and it was so disturbing and then she's like they're all gonna laugh at you and then they're carrie just, uh, tells her to sit down and then telekinetically like pins her to the bed it's just such a great moment she's just like sit down and it's just like great moment she like rebels from her basically um I've got a note here as well that says Carrie's mum reminds me of the woman in Edward Scissorhands. You know, that's all like yes, cra- the, crazy Christian lady. The crazy Christian lady, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we've we've talked a lot about like the you know the themes of this movie, like personal stuff, how it relates with us. So let's talk about like the movie itself, like the highlights of it. So I mean, first of all, like the cinematography and the directing are just <sighs> so beautiful. good. Like the soft focus, the slow yes. motion, the the framing, just the yeah. choice of directing for all the shots is just yeah. so good. Like I love all the close ups on the faces of the characters. Like it actually feels like you're there. You can you can actually feel like you're getting ridiculed and bullied sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like it's amazing. Um and I love that scene where Carrie and Tommy are dancing at the prom. And the camera is just like spinning mm-hmm. round them, round them, round them. And it makes you so dizzy, but it's so good. It's so effective. And they're just both just like in that moment, just oh. having the time of their life. It's amazing. And you it's, feel that. And the colors yeah, and, are amazing. It's just so good. And he's just smiling. And it's like at that moment, like it was pure love. I feel yeah. like it was just like a pure, like teenage love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just felt that it came across so well so that was a highlight um the music obviously is also a big highlight i love the score and the soundtrack like yeah the the, the, the score's so haunting and beautiful then it's contrasted with this like very fitting fun 70s soundtrack mm-hmm. and it works so well it's so good um probably one of the biggest highlights though is the acting like mm-hmm. These performances by Sissy Spacek and Piper Laurie, like, they're just incredible, aren't they? Mm -hmm. It's just absolutely captivating to watch. It's just terrifying and just, they just sell it so well, those characters. I also love PJ Souls and John Travolta in this as well. You know, I don't care for John Travolta. I love PJ Souls, but John Travolta, like, I don't care for him at all as an actor or whatever, like I'm Greece. Eh. I really like him. I like. Greece. I just don't. I mean, he's his... in hairspray. As... <laughs> oh my god, hairspray! I mean, that movie. Like, I kind of love that movie because it's, it's like just... ridiculous. <laughs> it's amazing, really. <laughs> but him, him in that, I just oh, I don't oh, but know. His man. character is just <laughs> so terrible, and. The... Oh, but in this one, yeah, his character's fucking horrible, oh, but he plays it so well. So well. Like, the, I mean, just the way that he just, like, slaps her around and, like, treats her like shit. And then just, she, like, fucking loves it and, like, gives him a notch in the car, like, right then. I was like, these are the worst people. <laughs> I'm like, who whose teenagers are these? 
I'd like, like to see their parents. Like, how are they getting treated by oh that? Oh my parents? god, I know. I'm like, what the? Who? Who hurt you? <laughs> and the fact that they actually go to the lengths of like killing and draining oh, the blood of a pig the for a prank, things. like to humiliate someone that's done nothing to them, like they are just pure evil. That's, like, yeah, that's and, like the extreme of bullying. That's like, like. That's like yeah, terrorism. Like, <laughs> like they could have literally poured anything on her, you know, like baked beans, custard, I don't know, just anything. anything. Like anything. But the fact that they chose like authentic blood to like commit I mean, was it committing to that period thing? Was like the joke or or was it just Stephen <sighs> King's it, symbolism at that point? Like it could be both, to be either honest. Either way, a hell of an extreme way to go. <laughs> yeah. No. And then like what I loved was when they were watching all of their yeah. friends just die. <laughs> it was a great moment. Um, another highlight is obviously the story. I mean, one of Stephen King's greatest. You know, it's up there with it. Just the symbolism, the female coming of age, the whole puberty thing, like wrapped in all the real subtext being the horror in this you know like the whole telekinetic thing is almost like a side mm -hmm. story isn't it you know mm -hmm. um it's just so well done though like the way he weaves it all together it all just feels so natural and there's just so much visual symbolism in this as well like in the movie because obviously you've got the pig's blood you know at the prom symbolizing the period blood and then mm -hmm. there's a there's also a bit where there's the cracked mirror and you can actually see there's a shot like reflecting the picture of Jesus in the smash glass. Oh, yeah, yep. And that sort of gives you a bit of a chill. And just all the religious overtones are so well done. Like, oh, and, and she comes home to her mom, like having candles all over the house and like. <laughs> so chilling. Oh, it's so. And gross. The, even at the prom when they're voting and they say, to the devil with false modesty. Mm -hmm. Like. And then um, as well, when she's like researching like miracles and telekinesis and one of the quotes says a miracle a day keeps the devil away. Mm -hmm. Like there's just so many little bits just woven into this movie that just elevates it like that. Um, so low lights, I've got here absolutely none. It's a perfect <laughs> movie. I just have nothing negative to say about it at all. Do you have anything negative to say about it? Um, I don't, it's not negative, but there's this weird scene that just kind of like took, took me off guard. It was like, uh, when they're in the, the, the tuxedo. Tub. Yes. Yes. I knew you were going to say that. I don't understand that scene. That's the only thing I was just like, that doesn't make any sense, but yeah, it is weird. That bit is, especially when like they fast forward the dialogue a little yes, bit. Yeah. That, that's the part. Yeah. And it was like, okay, that's it really didn't need to be in that. I understand what they were trying to do. Like, yeah, I know trying to make it a bit fun at this point and yeah. make it a bit, a bit of a comedy trying to move it along and not be so heavy. You know, they want a bit of uh, seeing Tommy getting his tux and all that and ha him having fun. It's all about sort of making us like Tommy even more, exactly. you know, yeah. and see that, Oh, this dude is actually a really nice guy. He's just, he's genuine. He's, yeah. you know, he's a fun guy. Um, um, the only other part, that bugged me was when she's taking a bath and like doesn't use a rag and she just <laughs> continuously uses the bath water to wash herself. I'm like, that is disgusting. 
that are a bunch of people that's like pig's blood and other people's blood all mixed together and you're just like rewashing yourself with it. Ugh. It looks like she's got a lush bath bomb. I guess you guys Yeah, exactly. Have, you don't have lush over there, but yeah, it's we like do. A, Oh, do you have lush? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Sick. Lush is amazing, isn't it? I never uh have visited the stores or anything, so I don't oh, really? know. It's it's um I don't Isn't know if it's the it same like super as it is expensive. Oh yeah, it's really expensive. Yeah, I think that's like, probably why. I don't know if it's the same over there as it is here, but the shopping experience when you walk into a lush store is just hell because everyone like comes after you, like all the members of staff, oh, like no. they, it literally they descend on you. It's like, do you have Lego oh, stores no. over there? Yeah. Where you can go- and yeah. as soon as you walk for the door, they're like, hi, how can I help you today? Blah, blah, blah. That's how like, it is at like makeup stores stuff. too. It's just like, but ha! Lush is just like, oh, this time's a million. Like, and I hate going in there. I, I always want to wait outside, you know, if Abby wants to go in. But she makes me come in with her because she gets anxiety because it's that bad. <laughs> and they always yeah, come over and terrible. they love, they love us because, of course, I walk in wearing like, you know, a movie shirt and I'm covered in tattoos and so many things that they can pick out and go, Oh, I like your shirt. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like your tattoo. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And with Abby, it's like, Oh, I like your hair. I like your makeup. Blah, blah, blah. And they just like talk about all this mm-hmm. shit. And it's just like, fuck off. Just leave us alone. Let us look in peace, you know? Um, but it's like I hate that. And... Sometimes looking like I do because people will just be like, Oh, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, please don't talk to me. <laughs> it's like that thing, isn't it? Where it's like, tattoos are a great conversation starter which is why i regret ever getting any ever getting them (laughs) oh it's the worst but lush though it's so weird as well because they all wear like their own clothes there's no uniform so like and and there's always like 20 members of staff in so sometimes you can like walk into a lush store and think that it's full of people full of customers but really it's actually just you and a load of members of staff nope and it's like bizarre it's like the twilight zone <laughs> it's just like they all just yeah. sort of like turn and look at you and you're like oh my god they're all staff like i thought they were customers and like they're acting like customers you know to make the shop look busy like listen this is really if bizarre any, if anyone working in lush is listening to this write in and tell us is lush like a cult or something like what is going on there yes it's, it's one... like um like in Disney, you know, when they have to act like cast members and, and stuff, they have to be like, they have to perform, mm-hmm. you know, to sell stuff and that. And it's, oh, it's terrible. I don't know how I've got on a lush tangent. Oh, yeah, because it looked like she had a bath bomb. Yeah. <laughs> um, the the scene where at the end when everybody's like, l- like in her head, like laughing at her and it's the, oh, yeah. the um, different quotes over and over and over yeah. again. That's literally how my brain sounds, <laughs> especially when I'm having really bad anxiety. Like, no, I'm oh, not even joking. Like that I'm is. So, I'm, I'm really sorry to laugh at that, but that sounds <laughs> okay. like a hell. I'm so sorry. It's it's absolute hell. And so oh when I'm watching God. that, I'm like, oh, girl, like <laughs> that it's happens to me all the time. Is... I'm not fucking flipping shit. <laughs> it's like um, it's like in Home Alone where he's like. When he like uh, it, all the heads like spin round his head, and it's like, look what you did, you little jerk, and all yes. this, and it's like, oh, Kevin, God. you're such a disease, and all like <laughs> both yeah. of the family members. That's... I hate that. Ugh. But I mean, so favorite scene 
it's got to be that one. So it's got to be the from Queen scene. Oh, you know, that whole whole sequence, whole end sequence is just, just fucking heartbreaking and iconic. You know, I mean, just, just from the from the part where they announce her name and then it yes. goes into slow motion. Yeah, and the, and the score like swelling in the background as she makes her way up to the stage. And, and just, it's just seeing awful. like everybody's different point of views of what's about to yes. happen. And yeah, then just like so well directed. Just up until that moment where it all turns on its head, you know, when the uh-huh. pig's, pig's blood gets dumped, like all up up until this point, all she wants to be is accepted and exactly. not bullied and ridiculed. Like right. and she thinks that's finally happened and that she's legitimately being crowned as a prom queen by her peers. She thinks she's legitimately been asked to prom by a guy who legitimately likes her you know she's rebelled against her abusive mother so she's like on cloud nine at this point yeah she's like and it all comes crashing down you know her world is just turned upside down like that bucket of pig's blood and it's just it's just spectacular to see isn't it like mm-hmm. it happens and then like pj souls is like pointing and laughing and it's like all silent until that bucket falls and hits Tommy on the head. And then it's just, it just goes from them. A mum's voice over the top. They're all yeah. going to laugh at you. Well, I love the up. silence. And mm-hmm. the only thing that you could hear was the bucket yeah. and then the blood dripping. But it was like completely silent everywhere. I was like, yeah. holy Mac, that is it's brilliant. So, it's so effective. Like, I love the fact that it's silent and, and you can't. You know, they start laughing, you know, PJ starts laughing, but you can't hear it up until that bucket hits. Mm-hmm. And it's just so fucking good. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we get the split screen and mm-hmm. Carrie just fucks everyone up and it all goes mm-hmm. red. It's just so Yeah. Good. And, and there's people that complain. They're like, oh, why did she kill the teacher? Blah, blah, blah. She was so nice to her. But it was like in that moment, like everybody was against her yeah well she didn't she 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 could have been in on it too like she you know right she had no idea like she just in that moment just everybody was against her everybody just needed to die yeah like in that moment of rage like yeah can can you imagine like how she must have been feeling like yeah just fuck everyone (laughs) and you think that the assholes who did it to her like got away and then Mm -hmm. obviously you know as she's leaving, they're about to run her over. I know. I was just... like, golly, this chick has a vendetta against this. <laughs> and then she just fucking, she fucks them up. She crashes the car and explodes it. Um, and just when you think that it can't get any worse for Carrie, then she goes home and her mother tries to kill her. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, that scene's amazing. Like, oh, I know. When she stabs her in the back, like, and she she makes the sign of the cross with the knife that she just <gasps> stabbed the daughter with. That part like, oh. gave me chills it's earlier. I was like, brilliant. oh man. And again, I think obviously this movie will mean a lot more to people like us who've mm-hmm. had that upbringing and stuff. Like mm-hmm. like we talked about with the witch. Like the, I know people that don't like that movie who usually would like stuff like that. And I think it's got a lot to do with the subject matter. You know, stick a bunch of like religious shit like this in a movie, and we will lap it up. You know, it scares. Oh, us. I know. <laughs> and it's just like I don't know. But but like women in the seventies portrayed that crazy Christian 
mm. nutcase so well, <laughs> or just just a, a generalized insane woman, you know. Because we yeah. we got her, and then we you know we got Mrs. Voorhees. Yeah, Mrs. yeah. And uh, it's just like they they just like tapped into something, and yeah. we're just able to portray that um, so well. Yeah. Um, and then the, this scene is just incredible when Carrie fights back, and then she impales her with all the knives and stuff, like mirroring that statue, and that shot of her just standing there in the Christ pose with all the candles lit around her. It's I love that. So I want to find a poster good. of that. It's incredible. That's, that shot is just so good. And then the house just sort of inexplicably falls apart and just sets on fire. And it just ends on that statue. And I'm just thinking, like, what is the subtext here? Like, is it trying to say that Carrie was a product of the devil? Like, what is what is Stephen King trying to say? Oh, actually, no, it wasn't Stephen King that wrote this part, was it? No, it was. It was redone for, for the yeah. movie, wasn't it? You so, know, I'm not sure. I it could just it could just be that it was her it, doing it through her mind. Yeah, I was because, gonna say it could be her just like um yeah, doing it through her mind in order to like fully understand what just happened. I think she just like everything just went black and it just yeah her powers just came out too too much. Or she was just she just did it to protect everybody else, so she didn't go on a rampage again. Too she could have just I don't know. Yeah, but I'm sure there's people out there that could probably explain it to us. So yeah, there'll be theories. And then you get the chair yeah. jumper at the end, like when yeah. Carrie's hand comes up from the ground and yeah. it's all green. And this was the OG. So this was the birth of the jump scare, like the one that started them all. And they all copied Carrie from this point. Yeah. It's just so well done and scary because, like, the soft score is just playing. And then the jump scare is just so sudden and so well done. Like, this, yeah, you don't see it coming with the setup at all. Yeah, Sue's just walking and she looks really pretty. And she's just, like, you know, I don't know. You don't expect crazy. Yeah. And it says at this point would not have expected that at all. So that would have scared the shit out of everyone that saw this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, of course, Friday the 13th ripped this off a couple of years later in 1980. Um, <laughs> but it's, I mean, it is a blatant rip off of this because it's almost like exactly the same setup with the soft score playing mm-hmm. and you think everything's like safe and it's over. And then the hand comes up, you know, J- Jason pops out. Um, but yeah, it's great, great, great ending to an incredible film. Um, so what, obviously a favorite character, obviously Carrie. Oh yeah, obviously. Uh, I mean, I, I like also Tommy. Really like Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I wanted a genuinely to say something. nice character. Yeah. I wanted to say something. I forgot. I put a note in there. It said, um, my dad looked a lot like Tommy when he was, <laughs> really? when he was younger. Um, but. Did he have like, hair like that? That hair was amazing. Oh no. My dad had better hair than that. No. My dad had. You're going to send me a picture. Lo- I know. I, I need to, I was going to, um. I was going to try and find them, but I'll find them and then maybe I'll see if my dad will let me uh, post it on on in, our Instagram so people can <laughs> Put see. A picture, but... a picture of Tommy next to it. <laughs> uh, but he had, no, but he had like really long hair and like these giant glasses and he just looked just so cool. <laughs> nice. I'm um, so jealous of hair like that. I would love hair. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so definitely Tommy and, and Carrie I like a lot. Mm-hmm. 
so unless you've got anything more to say should we do overall thoughts i mean honestly i could probably talk about this movie and the meaning and the stuff that mm-hmm. you know i can identify with for a long time but since yeah, people probably same. don't want to hear all that <laughs> um final thoughts it's a great movie it's classic um nothing compares to it it started like this whole female like empowerment move i think you know because like after that like movies just were like oh you know puberty and trauma equals powers for teenage girls <laughs> for some reason <laughs> yeah. yeah but i mean sissy spacek you know brilliant amazing everything about the movie is just knock out of the park and like i said every time i watch it i i either notice something different or like understand a certain part better you know and it's just like it's just one of those movies that you probably need to watch you two times a year you know what i mean just to keep it fresh in your head (laughs) yeah definitely i rewatch this one a lot because it's just so good i love it um it's just stunning. It's a masterpiece. You know, it's just, like you said, it's a classic, amazing story, amazing acting, cinematography, directing, writing, the screenplay, just, it's perfect. Everything about it is perfect. And not only should every horror movie fan watch this, but every movie fan needs to see this. It's just a cinematic yeah. classic. I've seen a lot of people say that this is the first postmodern horror film. Yeah. Um, um h- however you want to categorize it though it's one of the greatest movies ever made it's iconic. oh i agree <laughs> so i have a friend who was just as sheltered as like i was and stuff like that however last night she came and she was wearing this amazing outfit and we we're like oh you look like you could be on the craft and she was like i've never seen that and i was like oh shoot i was like i forget <laughs> that she was also like sheltered does she listen to the pod no she doesn't she doesn't like horror she gets scared really easily she's still like she's a lot like how i was um you know just didn't like the demon stuff didn't like you know so she's still kind of you need to ease her into it so well that's what i was gonna say i was like i think carrie because um yeah i feel like carrie would be a good way because she she's really like into women empowerment and like you know all oh, that stuff too. Stuff. so like yeah. i just want to kind of introduce her to a little bit of these like less horror like less like demonic yeah. jump scare movies so yeah because there's plenty of stuff plenty of horror that you can watch because there's so many subcategories of horror right, you know exactly. you, don't, you don't have to go down that route you don't have to watch like, the exorcist you can exactly like, you know <laughs> Have I mean, you haven't watched it still. <laughs> <laughs> or Insidious. Oh, she would hate Insidious. Woo! <laughs> um, but yeah, unless you've got anything more to say, I think we should no. probably wrap it up. All right, let's do it. So shout out to our wonderful supporters, Field Mouse, John, Nicole, Ryan, Peter, Vincent, Tom, and Wade. And we have two new supporters. What? Our boy Ash has taken the Patreon plunge. <gasps> Ash! <laughs> Thank you, dude. Um, my nudes are in the process of being sent over. I've done a special <laughs> set for you. 
<laughs> I'm wearing my Jason Voorhees mask and nothing else. You're going to love them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the big news is that we now have a boss. So due to an extremely generous contribution, Kyle Bindle is the new show producer. <laughs> so it's a new unwritten perk that he's going to be selecting some films for us to cover in the new year. Um, he's already thrown out a few interesting Oh, you know Field Mouse is going to be pissed. Well, I mean, all I'm saying is, Field Mouse, you know, you need to, you need to up your game now. Uh, we've, got, <laughs> we've got a big spender on the Patreon, <laughs> and he gets to call the shots. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to hunt this Kyle down now, isn't he? He's going to be like, he's going to message him <laughs> and tell him to suggest brain dead. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Kyle. Yeah, I, the amazing. list keeps growing and it's like... It's crazy, my, man. My I mind not, is blown, guys. I didn't like, expect seriously. that. People like us and that's really nice. So I know, thank it you. makes me want to like rip my skin off and crawl into a hole. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's, it's an interesting one, Kyle, right? He's been with us since we started the Halloween movies because he's from the <gasps> Halloween fans group on Facebook. And we had a little brief interaction over Halloween Kills. We were, like, uh, making fun about Evil Dies Tonight. And that was it. Evil Dies Tonight. (laughs) And from that interaction, like, he's become, you know, not only a a listener of the pod, but a friend as well. You know, we chat online. And isn't that cool? That Like, just that little... That's, like, awesome. I'm sorry that I have not been in it, like interacting with him or any like i'm not i'm sorry like i suck it's at fine this. i need I, to get I'm back the, i'm the i'm the social media guy of the pod it's fine oh, you are <laughs> i do i'm just the annoying thing and the plugging and the promotion but, <laughs> yeah some sometimes some good comes of that ship hosting and we get some all someone like kyle on board which is really oh. awesome you know so um yeah i will continue to to promote and ship post if that means we get some friends along the way like, the best <laughs> I follow so many like just random shit posting meme like pages on Facebook now just because I was like tired of all like everybody fighting and yeah political stuff yeah uh, yeah (laughs) but yeah we we've got exciting times ahead we love all of our patrons so thank you so much for your continued support and you can also support the show on patreon at patreon.com slash horror homeschool the link is in the show notes and um, we've got so much extra content on there that you'll get if you support us. We've got loads of Friday the 13th fan film reviews. We've got interviews with the creators of those. And um, we've got uh, Stranger Things season four review. Uh, we've got Spooky TV show stories. reviews. Sp- paranormal spin-off show, scary stories to tell on the pod. We've got another episode on the way. Um, and yeah, so not only are you supporting the show, but you will get loads of extra content that only patreon supporters can listen to so and all you need to give us is a dollar you can you can give us more if you like what what kyle's done that's awesome but all you need to do is a dollar and you'll get all of that yeah and and we use the money for the pod yes yeah which is fine like i'm not complaining at all like i i'm good like i'm not doing this for money at all yeah we're gonna we're gonna put it back into the show to make it more i would do it for uh, candy yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, as always, go to horrorhomeschool.com for links to everything, including all of our socials, the Patreon, where you can listen to the show, and merch. 
we have some good for her merch up um, we have released a midsummer one and we're going to be releasing a carry one as well so when this episode drops we'll be releasing that one too and we've yes. got a few few extra bits of good for her merch that we're going to drop over the course of this season so keep your eyes peeled and you can send in your comments and questions feel free to dm us on instagram or facebook or you can email us contact horrorhomeschool at gmail.com personal social media stuff you can follow me on instagram at chris j wakefield and me baberham lincoln no wait and me you always always get it wrong always <laughs> under at underscore baberham lincoln underscore we will be back soon with another episode and remember plug it up plug it up <laughs> plug it up <laughs> <laughs>